So what are you going to tell us, tough guys? My usual. Zero. Nothing. Recording in progress. Hello, brother. I'm well, thank you, man. I'm well. You're looking fit as a fiddle today. <laughs> you shave your armpits. Yeah. Nice. You don't? Well, not really. I don't, I'm not a hairy man. I don't get a whole heap of hair going on, really. I've got the most wussy league hair. I've pretty much got no arm hair. I yeah. used to do it because one of the blokes that I used to, he used to be my favorite runner. Or it, was, it actually wasn't my favorite runner. He was just a good runner. Collis Birmingham. I rocked up at his house one day and he had shaved armpits. And I went home and I was like, well, if it works for him, I'm going to shave mine as well. But then it got, it got too itchy. Do you get itchy? No, never gets itchy. I used to get my legs waxed. And that used to give me all sorts of grief, ingrown hairs, and uh, now I just trim. Yeah, I like a good leg wax. I like it. The, the only waxing I'll do, I'll just keep, I'll just keep my old boy well maintained. I just, I can't be, I can't be in the shower and my wife come in and go, hey, what's, what's going on there? But that's, that's a risky one as well because I just use those, those Veet wax strips and those Veet wax strips, you have to get, you have to get them placed strategically because I've, about 12 times I've almost ripped off my right ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> what are, aren't you sponsored by, um, what's it, Manscaping? No, I, I politely refuse their offer. Because on the uh, you're talking about the Relaxed Running Podcast and on that one. Oh. So they sent me out a message and they said to me, uh, they said, hey, we, we, loved your, we loved your podcast. We think it would be a really great uh, suit for our brand. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. How well am I doing with this podcast? This is fantastic. No joke. I caught up with my mate who are Brenton Ford, who has a swimming podcast. And uh, I said, dude, so crazy. It looks like I'm getting sponsored. He's like, oh, who from? I said, oh, uh, Manscaped. And he goes, dude, what, what email did you get? And I said, oh, I got one just saying, you know, they've been scrolling through my, my content. And they really love it. They're a big fan. He goes, dude, I got that, I got that same message this week. <laughs> but I was so excited by the fact that I might have a sponsor that I messaged back. And I was like, yeah, guys, sign us up. I, I feel as though, I feel as though, uh, manscaping is a really important part of the running scene of <laughs> just trying to seal yeah. the deal and then they then they sent me out a box of stuff and i hadn't i didn't realize they had already sent it so i messaged them back and i was like actually upon reflection i realized that you know how well trimmed your pubes are isn't that appropriate or that necessary for running because we've all seen the 70s runners with like quite quite high thigh hair and we know it just oh yeah koala ears hanging out of small shorts oh so gross so I politely turned it down, but now I've just got a whole, I've got like a whole line of, I've got a nose trimmer. I've got a, a Ooh, yeah. what do they call it? A he- I think the they call it a, a hedge trimmer. Nose hair is the worst as well. I'm starting to get a oh. couple and some of them, some of them grow from deep, deep, deep up there and you pull it out and yeah. it looks like it's just a little hair at the bottom. You pull it out, it's four inches long. <laughs> it's, got yeah. a, it's got a little animal living on it. <laughs> yeah. I pull them out at traffic lights. <laughs> Why traffic lights were just for something to do? Yeah, what else am I meant to do? Better than texting, safer. <laughs> I get too embarrassed. I sometimes do stuff like that when I'm driving, but then I you need to be very aware of the people around you. I get nervous that a pretty girl drives. Fuck past him, you're and, never gonna see him again. What do you care? That's a fair point. I know, but on the odd chance that you do, I get nervous that they're our our first uh, point of contact is gonna be them seeing me try and pick a hair from my nose. And don't they don't they know the way you roll? And what? They should be happy with you. You're you're grooming yourself. That's true. That's a good. Have you point. had a haircut? No, I just got lazy with my uh, with my hair today. I, I I looked at it before I started, and I thought, you know what, the hat's going on. 
When was your last haircut? That looks not. That looks shaved oh, on the side. When did I see you? Last Friday. Uh, last Friday. What is it today? Oh, I have had a haircut this week. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think yeah. I was inspired by you, actually, because uh, you had your hat off last week. Actually, you know what? It doesn't look that bad. Does that look all right? I might just leave it. Yeah, it looks great. It looks yeah, fantastic. I like it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's actually quite similar, isn't it? Well, I, I think I was inspired by you because I, I, I saw yours last week and I thought, hang on a sec, the champ looks fantastic. It's a, uh, you're always well groomed. Even right now, I could see your facial hair looks like it's had a little bit of attention this morning. Yeah, I was looking a bit unruly and oh, so I was trimming my the the chin area, so I get a little bit of a fade going. So it goes sort of shorter to a little bit longer down the the center of the chin, and the clippers, the the guard on it that adjusts the the length fell off oh. so there's actually a bit of a uh, a bald spot on one side of my chin which i had to then get the scissors and manipulate around so eh. well i um that's the worst thing that happens to me today i'm going all right that's pretty good and at least it's you can you can sort of cover up your your, your chin or your facial hair pretty well unless it's your eyebrows and i with the manscaping tool actually i I get the eyebrows. So usually I get like a little comb and I'll just, I'll just lift out the, the abnormal ones and I'll just shave across the top just to even out the length. So you've got no stray hairs just poking yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, about three months ago, I, I hadn't done it for a while and I forgot exactly how I do it. So the manscape tool, it has a, it has like a little, not a filter, but it's got a layer on the top that you can adjust the length with. And oh, with okay. some things I remove the layer. So it's just completely exposed. And I thought, Oh no, that's, that's usually how I do it. And I, I got stuck into my eyebrows and bro, there was, there was almost no eyebrows left if you had light shining on it at the right angle. And I walked into my radio job and the girl I was doing the radio show with was like, Jesse, just as a, as a, a, a sub point, my wife didn't even notice, but I walked into the radio show. And she goes, Tice, mate, you've got no eyebrows. What's happening? Like, <laughs> what's going on? And it was the most embarrassing thing because uh, there's so many little movements that happen through your eyebrow that express emotion. And that whole mm. show, I just felt as though she didn't know where I was coming from with any point I was trying to make. He went for the Whoopi Goldberg look. Oh, what? Well, she's got no eyebrows either. Zero. Absolutely zero. Man, to be fair, there's, Easter egg. there's, no, there's nothing of Whoopi Goldberg that I would deliberately copy, to be fair, apart from her cornrow kind of things, dreadlocks. What about in Sister Act when she sung, um, I don't know what she sung in Sister Act, but there was one good song. But I to don't be know, fair, the first thing was, the, was the rest of them. You I haven't seen Sister Act? No, I have. But I was just going to say, oh. even even though it was a good film, I still wouldn't want the I still wouldn't want the role. But not because yeah, it's yeah, yeah. just because I don't know. I just wouldn't feel that comfortable dressing up as a nun for a show. What's a male nun called? What's the what? A nun? What's a male nun called? No, nah, a priest. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? I think it is. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's just a priest. But there's lots of nuns, but isn't there just one priest? No, no, you're thinking of the Pope. Ah, but do lots of priests live together like nuns? Actually, it's a good question. I could, I could be uh, completely wrong. This is your wheelhouse. If I can't ask you, I can't ask anyone. Nah, I'm from, uh, that, that's the Catholic Church. That's a Catholic church. See, I was from the other side of things. I was at the Pentecostal. Think of, uh, think of Hillsong, where the guys have tattoos, quite fashionable, and uh, oh, yeah. and a little bit over the top. I, I never saw a priest or a nun, which is probably good, uh, a good yeah. thing to say. Because whenever I say I used to be a youth pastor, people are like, is that like a priest? I was like, oh, I guess, sort of. They go, oh, like, who did you do that with? I was like, oh, 
uh, for under 18. So like, oh, this is getting into some interesting territory. <laughs> We're in the weeds here. Yeah, that's right. So it was uh, yeah, again, so, yeah, exactly like a priest. Yeah. So it was nice to, yeah, exactly like a priest, just not. I'm not going to go down that line because I've, got, <laughs> I've actually got a couple of mates who are priests and I feel like they wouldn't appreciate it. So I'm going to just bite my tongue. Oh, what's going on anyway, brother? What's, uh, how's your Friday morning uh, been? I had, a, I had a shocking start to the morning. Um, so I've had a 6.30 client. And they cancelled. Right? No, worse. So I wake up, it's still dark outside, check my phone, 6.28. I got two minutes to get ready. I'm like, that is the worst way to wake up when uh, probably worse would be past the time. Mm-hmm. But when you're waking up and you've got two minutes to scramble yourself to get ready, luckily that client is always minimum five minutes late. That's handy. So, yeah, I'm going so. to argue the fact that it's the worst way to wake up though. I would have, a year and a half ago, I would have agreed that it was the worst. But I'm going mm-hmm. to put some. Waking up with a baby crying with shit stuck in its gooch that you have to wipe off without getting it on your fingers is pretty rough for, oh, for 5.43. Yeah, I, I probably worse would be waking up and you've shat yourself. <laughs> That's always worse. <laughs> <laughs> You're waking up late for a client and shut yourself. Shut yourself. That would be a really frustrating way to wake up, especially if they weren't that an understanding that. client. You, yeah, you can't because you wouldn't have time to that get changed. Yeah, sorry, I'm just going to be a little bit late. i got to have a quick shower. Yeah. Oh, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Uh, no. I've shut myself. <laughs> You're not lentil dull. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's rough. Now, we're off. Friday's usually the uh, – I feel horrible saying this because I love my little boy. We got off to a flying start this morning. We went over to – um. so what, I got up about 7.20, walked across to the beach, coffee in hand. My wife, my little boy were running around there. Me and Jesse were celebrating because of the fact that it's daycare day today. So that means that we just get the day to do what we want. And so we did. And then about an hour and a half ago, Jesse got a phone call to say, your little mate just skewed. You have to come and pick him up. So we had a date planned this afternoon. Is it a one-strike policy on spewing? It's a one-strike policy, which, yeah, I sort of agree. It's a ridiculous ridiculous policy because he got home and he's never been happier. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I reckon he did it deliberately. Yeah, I'm starting to get that vibe because he got home and he sort of looked at me as though, hey, Dad, like I worked it out for us. I go, mate, you've done no favours for me. This is actually more intense of a day. We were both looking forward to not having you in our lives for six hours. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, you kind of, we love you, but we we like you when you're not around as well. Then I went through the, um, we were 10 minutes late starting today because, bro, big day in the big day in the stock market. The pop I heard you've made it. Mate, I've made it. It's so embarrassing reporting my earnings to you. So today I was literally one dollar in the green, which is better than which is better than where I was at. It turned out to be. I went out to my wife before I go, babe. I'm starting to get the hang of this. She goes, "Tell me, how'd you go?" I said, "I don't get too caught up on the numbers. Just let me explain the setup." She goes, "No, no, I want to know numbers." I go, "Well, sweetie, I made a dollar." She goes, "Are you kidding? You're kidding. Like you're not. You told me you're going to quit your job because you're bringing in a big income. Like, what are we going to do with a dollar? I think based on commissions." I'm back to even. Well, three hours work for a dollar. More than three hours because I have to do a reflect. I have to do like a, a journal once I finish. I've got to write down where it went well, where it went poorly, what I can improve. So it's about five hours work for a dollar. So there you get 20 cents an hour. But once commissions are in, it's about 14 cents an hour. So I know there's some cultures that, uh, you know, they would, they would be quite happy with that. But as an Australian living in one of the most expensive suburbs in Victoria, it's just not going to cut it. Yeah, no, you're better off making iPhones in some other country or not. 
Seriously. But if Nike wants to sponsor the podcast and flicker some shoes, I'll wear them. 100%. There's not even any nets around the around the window in my office. I can't. Even <laughs> if I jump, I'm just going to hit the backyard. <laughs> it's just a one-meter window. <laughs> it's just a one-meter yeah, window. It's not going to work. <laughs> She's out there having a coffee, just embarrassed about the fact that I, I thought that was a good option to the, the difficulty that I've gone through. She just goes out, I've rolled my ankle, but I have to hobble back in up the patio, make a coffee and never think about what I've just done. Tyus, you've squashed the rhododendrons again. So ridiculous. I feel like that, though. So apparently this morning, I don't know too much about it, so I'm not sure if you're all over it. Apparently the Russians have taken over some nuclear plant in Ukraine. So the stock market at about, just before I text you, just started plummeting. Everyone's like, oh, shit, what's this? this can't be good. And I was short on a particular stock. I was $7 down. Then the bloody Russian news came out, and I was $1 up. And then I, I, I finished that trade and, and logged on here. But um, I don't know if you've heard much about what's going on there. No, I don't really. Uh, I can't keep up. I can't keep up. There's, I've got enough going on in my head to fill it with another thing. It's probably not the best attitude to have, but yeah. No, nah, I reckon it is. I reckon it's a pretty good attitude to have. I'm just so glad COVID's finished. How good's that? Oh, yeah, COVID's done. Yeah, it's amazing. But I'm a mate, you still got to wear masks on public transport. Nowhere else. So everyone can just be, you can go to a nightclub, packed, full. But even even dancing, dance. Dancing's back, which is great. Because mm-hmm. when I think of dancing, I used to think that's how I'll catch COVID. Not even in a club, but outside. So true. Is Palacio like, back yet or is that still on the ban list? Ooh, <laughs> depends. The receiver needs to wear a mask. That's right. And they just got to be careful they don't sneeze. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but um, yeah, still got to wear a mask on public transport, share rides. Hmm. And when you drop your kid off at daycare, my wife dropped Charlie off at daycare this morning and the lady, I don't know what it is, the lady behind the desk, I'm sure she just doesn't like her job or something, but she's, yeah. she's just never happy to be there. So I always go in and never wear a mask. A couple of months ago, she goes, Tyson, masks are mandatory. I said, look, I've got a medical exemption. And she goes, okay, mate, you can't. She goes, I'm going to need to see that. And uh, it was uncomfortable for me because I logged onto the, the Victorian government website and it said, look, you don't even need to show the police officer. You just need to, if they ask why you have an exemption, you just have to say it's because you've got asthma. And I was like, look, I'm, I don't want to be, I don't want to be this guy to you, but I, I actually don't have to show you. I don't want to be a Karen. Yeah. And she's like, well, how am I going to know it's real? Okay, you just, just trust me. Do you know what I mean? I'm very healthy. I'm in better shape than all of us. But Jesse dropped off, <clears throat> Jesse dropped off little Charlie there this morning. And apparently all the parents, before they go in, they put their mask on. What are we doing? How did we get here? How did, as we've said many times, how did we get here? Who made this from? How does this make sense? Speaking of rude reception, I had to go get my hands x-rayed. I didn't have to. I chose to. (laughs) chose to get my hands x-rayed. Not yesterday, day before. And there was one of those people working at reception there that just probably shouldn't be working there. Yeah. Just miserable. And then I looked on Google reviews, uh, Google to find out where, and I saw it had a 2.1 rating. I'm like, how does an x-ray place get a 2.1 rating? And all the reviews were about the reception staff. It makes a big, makes a big difference. It makes such a big difference. I, um, the lady at our local. It's it's a reception staff at an x-ray place. Like you're not, you're only there to get an x-ray. It's not like a restaurant or something else. It's, 
just do my paperwork and tell, tell me to take a number and I'll sit in this chair that's had a million asses on it. So true. And an old mag- and an old Women's Day magazine from 1984. So crazy. Princess Diana's crazy. getting married us, I read. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad joke. I'll write that's, that down. Yeah, write that down. I was, actually, I'm going to beat you to it. I've already written it down. I'm going to say it next time I get up. Just tell everyone it's mine. Meeting room. Old. Catching up on old news. <laughs> yes. Yeah. that's really funny yeah i was sitting at the x-ray place waiting for my results the other day had a flick through a couple of the old magazines found out princess diana's getting married <laughs> which is great news really good by you so all i've done there is just i've just rephrased what you've already said and said it with so much confidence trying to make it my joke and you laughed and i appreciate the fact you just laughed at my <laughs> delivery yeah, we've like already it. established like... it that's good see what oh. we're doing writing bits well, this is the thing I, I said. I thought this one was funny because uh, in our household, there's a number of jobs that Jesse always tells me is the man job. She's like, babe, can you put the bin out? I was like, can't you just do it? She's like, oh, come on. It's a man's job. And it's always the same conversation with mowing the lawns as well. She's like, oh, come on, babe. Like it's a man's job. A couple of months, she said she, a couple of months ago, she said she wouldn't mind going back to university and studying engineering. I said, oh, babe, don't mm. do that. That's a man's job. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a good one. Anyway, so that's how well my comedy career is going. Yeah, so when's the divorce papers coming through? Seriously, I don't know how she hasn't already tried to fill them out. It's uh, I've done very well, eleven years in, and uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. She's a uh, she seems she seems relatively happy. I don't I don't know. Well, there's not many options down here that are under seventy four years old though. So I think the move was positive for us. <laughs> Dude, strategic. Strategic. That's a hard way to say. Strategic. Speaking about uh, not following the news, I went to the comics lounge the other day and, and caught up with um, Justin Fleming. Do you know Flemo? Everyone knows Flemo. He just, I, I, I could smell marijuana somewhere in the room. And I was like, hey, Flemo's here. There's 700 people. And then, uh, then I just saw him strutting up, the, uh, strutting up the aisle. He walked up to me. I got high just by sort of correspondence, yeah. just by being near him. And we were having a chat. And uh, he's the same. I was like, bro, like, you, you following what's going on? He's like, what, what's going on? I go, oh, just everything. He's like, bro, I haven't. He's like, mate, I don't, I don't watch the news. Everyone knows when I go into a, when I go into a room, just don't put the news on. And I was like, that's good. And then we had a chat, and then we left. It was funny because this pretty girl walked up to us as well, a really pretty girl, and uh, she actually came up to me. She's like, hey, were you on earlier? I was like, I wasn't, but uh, you know, equally good looking, funny man came up. Anyway, Flemo was like, yeah, I'm up there fairly regularly though. I get up there a fair bit. I'm a stand up comedian. How you going, darling? And it was, it was so good. He played it well. And then um. <clears throat> She walked away and he goes, uh, he goes, hey, Tice. I go, yeah. He's like, um, and he had his foot up on a stool and he goes, uh, he goes, look at this. I go, what is it? He goes, I'm not wearing any jocks. I go, what, what are you talking about? He's little, had his little pecker just hanging at the side of his shit. <laughs> it's not little. Flemish has got that BDE. Nothing little. Yeah, there's nothing little about it. I was actually upset that he referred to it as little because I thought mine could fit into that four times comfortably. <laughs> If there's a hurricane, I'm jumping in. Oh, dude, yeah, it was a, uh, it was interesting. The good night, the Comics Lounge is back, man. Like it was, it was so good. I've been going there once or twice a week because I went down yeah. to I went down to Sloth Comedy the other night and and did a little set. Um, got there at Where's got there at, got there at six and waited three and a half hours. I was on at nine forty for a five minute spot. Beautiful. Yeah, three minutes of the set went really well. Last joke, wish I didn't do, and I thought, yeah, Which what could make um. That leaky gut where I talk about Jesse struggling oh, with. Oh, it didn't work. Didn't work. There was there was Sons quite a, 
That does yeah. work. You should have said, this fucking killed the other night in front of 10 people that weren't listening. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. I think the... Oh, um, I, joke. Well, I, I'd had a, I felt like I had a really good set up until that point. And I'm not sure whether I set it up well, but uh, anyway, it just felt, it felt flat. I feel like I've got to try and figure out the verge of, all right, where is this creepy and where is this, where is this fine? I sometimes with jokes that I feel a little bit nervous about just because it's a little bit like questionable. Mm. I, um, I feel like I start acting awkward. I just got to own it a little bit. So I'm not sure. I haven't listened back to the tape yet, but yeah, I finished and I was like, but it was, it was one of those nights as well where the MC goes, all right, ladies and gentlemen, you ready for your next act? And everyone was silent. And then they said, welcome to the stage. Oh. Then he looks at his paper and he's like, oh, fuck. Who's that? Who is it? Who's up next, guy? And I was like, oh, I was standing next to the stage. I was like, mate, it's me. So like, it's Tyson. And one person in the back goes. Yeah. Like, was yeah, there a random a- woo? I think Huey Robbo might have actually given me a woo. Yeah, Robbo would woo. He's a wooer. He's a, he likes yeah. to woo. He does. He's, yeah, a, he's a good wooer. But anyway, yeah, so it was a pretty good, it was a good night. Like it was, a, it was just that last, probably the last minute that I, I wish I didn't do. But went to the comics lounge after that and it's uh, it's back up and about. I think I told you that Johnny Katz absolutely smashed it there the other day. So funny. So he's, funny. He's a funny man, dude. Did we talk about his joke last week about how his wife talks about how he gets himself, uh, you know, ready to, ready to pleasure himself? <laughs> No, he didn't. He took. He goes, yeah. It's funny how men and women do it differently. Like my wife, when I go out of the house, she goes, oh, I'm going to have a bath and I'm going to read some erotic novel, and then I just go into the bedroom and have a glass of wine. And she goes, honey, how do you do it? And he's like, honey, I've wanked in a tent next to my brother. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> he goes, I was so nervous. He's. I was so nervous he was going to wake up. I had to maintain eye contact with him the whole time. <laughs> oh he's great commitment to the joke it's brilliant bro yeah. he's he's cool story he um he messaged me oh, it was so random because i was going to message him last night I'll tell you about that later but he messaged me this morning we don't have a message relationship and he uh he goes dude i want you to MC a gig down your way in may with uh with johnny catch and mimi shaheen and is it tom seagart yeah i don't even know who that is but oh man he's brilliant he's really good an aussie guy yeah, yeah, you haven't seen Tom. He's... I might recognize his stuff. I just didn't you know recognize the, uh, his name. Do you know the suburban footballer? No, no. Tell me how that one goes. Oh no, it's a uh, it's a character that he has. Page. Oh. Um, yeah, he he's really good. He's uh, I like his work. It's fun. It's it's yeah. It's it's a yeah. He's a what a fun comedian. It's not. Have you ever heard of? Do you know Pommy Johnson? Yes. According to Flemo, the most laughs in the history of the comics lounge, he believes, was Pommy Johnson. He said people were in the aisles holding each other. One person yelled out to him, you have to stop because my friend can't breathe. <laughs> oh, shit. That is, that is killing, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Oh, man. It's such a good yeah, sign. Well, I, I, yeah. I had something similar on Friday night, but it was, it was yawning. Oh, last Friday was so brutal. But- Last Friday was a real test of whether you still want to do comedy. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. For context, it everyone felt bad. Well, there were it's weird, man, because there was okay, so there was 12 people in a room which comfortably seats 60. So you walk yeah. in 
And immediately just speaking to each other, we realize there's an echo in the room because there's just not enough bodies to be able to absorb that sound. So I go, that's never a good sign. And then there's yeah, there fairy the spin lights effects on. that rock and, past. And the, the the fairy lights are on. The room was quite light. There was four of us comedians who were up there being sold as, hey guys, come out and see these comedians. No holds barred. And then mm. 12 people have bought tickets and they get in there and they're like, first of all, they go, why is the room so empty? Like what what have we gotten ourselves involved in? Because we've paid good money to be here and apparently we're the only ones in Melbourne who thought it was a good idea to come. So you're already wrestling with that. And then you had to open and it's like, good luck walking into that atmosphere, even with your best material and going, I don't know. I felt, I was so glad you had to go up and just cop the, cop the brunt of the introduction. Oh, I'd rather that. Wouldn't, yeah, I'd rather open the batting and face the new ball and, get it done because I guess like I I feel like I'm in a bit more control to, yeah. to start it off. Um, yeah, there was a group down the back. There was a few up the front. One bloke up the front was too cool to laugh. Oh, what with the pretty you, girl. Yeah. A, huh? With the pretty girl. I come to a comedy show and be too cool to laugh. Come on, man. We're all, we're all here having fun. I don't want to laugh. Put your mask back on, man. Maybe, maybe he's actually the most generous laugher in the whole world and he just came out desperate to laugh and just nothing that we were giving him to, <laughs> get, to, get him to chuckle. Did he laugh at any of your stuff? Uh, it was very, I tried to, I was looking more at his girlfriend, to be fair. I was, because uh, uh, she would sort of, she was a little bit strange. She would at least, she was, as a couple, I would say that I give that couple of four out of 10 because she wasn't given much. Uh and then you'd you'd look at her and and eye contact wasn't a thing. She didn't want a bar of eye contact. So she'd look at you, then you'd look at her and see that your eyes locked, and then she'd quickly look away. And it was just that was uncomfortable. But then I, they weren't the friendliest couple, but there was a couple to the left of the stage who I felt like uh they were a little bit more gentle. The the blonde lady with the snorts was was nice. I liked that. Mm. But anyway. then there was the other couple further to the left, and I'm not sure if they understood what comedy was. Oh, on the far left. Yeah. How did they ah. they all right with your set? Well, maybe they warmed up a little bit through it because that that girl, I think there was a girl there with a boyfriend. I felt like they were getting into it a little bit by don't forget, I was second last. Like there was four of us, and I feel like after you and Hugh, they had a chance to go, oh, I can't see what's going on. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These are four battlers. Up <laughs> <laughs> there doing their best. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, yeah, you're right. The one girl wouldn't make eye contact. Anyway, yeah, good old, yeah. good old comedy. For I went down again on we Sunday. Fun, it was it was it was a fun night, and now and the fried rice afterwards is always a winner. Oh, the fried rice is is the sell. Like that little Japanese. For for those of you wondering, there's a little Japanese restaurant around the corner from Speakeasy. I'm not even sure if it's Japanese, but we go there regularly and uh, and have a vegetarian fried rice. You get the um, what is it? The fried rice. Come without- on, you know this. I do. I just don't know. Is it pork without the spring onion or onion? Duck fried rice, Tars. Yeah, duck. Yeah. No, duck and pork. I mean, some some pigs identify as ducks in 2022, <laughs> so you can't be you can't be too specific. Anyway, bro, we came in with a theme today. We had a there's a couple of things we've got to talk about, and I want to hear your opinion on some of them because um I thought it would be funny. Oh, I did yes. this with a I did this with a mate last week, and uh, it was really fun. We we actually came in with sort of six different articles or whatever that we wanted to talk about. And uh, I thought, man, who better to do this with than the, than the chat? And you get, you sent through a couple of uh, really interesting ones, but I'm going to kick start it with, um, we want to talk about men's fashion. Is it men specifically fashion trends? 
Uh, we can we can start with. Let's just go old fashioned, and we can narrow it down from there. Well, give us a bit of an overview of what you're thinking with this, because I'm very interested to hear. You're a well dressed guy. I'm quite simple with my fashion. Actually, I wrote down at the start of the new year. I need a need to pay a bit more attention to it because this black shirt that I'm wearing, I've got about eight hanging up in my closet and it's a, it's a very Steve jobs things of me to do, but I go, Oh, well, this is comfortable. I like it. Can't see any sweat patches. (laughs) I'll rock this shirt quite happily. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just, yeah, I think, I think we both dress quite similar. Don't you think? Yeah. Pretty similar. Yeah. Pretty, pretty similar actually. You're always wearing you're usually wearing black jeans, a pair of trainers, and a shirt. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need to really think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I was thinking about fashion the other day and how it just goes in cycles, but how everyone dresses the same. Not everyone, I shouldn't say that. But, yeah, we follow the same things rather than what I guess we like. Oh, no, everyone's wearing this, so I need to wear this. I'm looking around like all the kids uh, had the same shoes on. I'm like, wow, it's it's a real thing. Is it that we like it ourselves, or do we do it because we want to fit in? It's a good yeah, question. It's, it's a good question. Yeah. I, I, it's the same with hairstyles. I look back at my wedding photos and uh, wedding photos. I got a Lego man head haircut where the side is the same length as the top, and I don't Ooh. remember. My, I don't remember my hairstyle being unfashionable back in the day, but I look at it and I go, hang on a second. That wasn't acceptable. And Jessie said to me the other day, she goes, babe, uh, yeah, no, no one had the, sh- the shaved sides back then. It was a, quite an extreme kind of haircut. And I go, are you making excuses for me or is that actually true? It is, it is interesting because I look back and I was like, how was that acceptable for my wedding day? Um, whereas this hairstyle that I'm working right now is, uh, is very, well, you and I are two super fashionable guys actually uh, highly approached and highly respected for our fashion trends in the uh, mm. Melbourne fashion scene. Um, but this, this hairstyle now is, is very on point. I don't know if I'm comfortable with this because I guess it's more comfortable because every, like a lot of, a lot of guys have it, but yeah, probably, uh, we'll probably look back on our hair in five years, 10 years time and go, what the fuck was that? Seriously, but I can't see how this one, I reckon this hairstyle is like the mullet essentially. It's going to, yeah, it'll go out of style for a little while. And eventually people go, hey, look at these old photos of Tyson the Champ. They look fantastic. We should reintroduce that. Because the mullet's a funny one as well. The mullet's a really funny one. You look back at um, the, the, the 70s football scene or, or whatever, and there's, there's plenty of players rocking the mullet. And then for 30 years, it was like, oh, that's despicable. It's still, it's still a disgrace, really. But I think it's, it's celebrated for how disgraceful it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're not wearing it out of um, sophistication. <laughs> I heard the best thing, the mullet, like the, the bit down the back being called the Tennessee waterfall. <laughs> I love I was listening to Theo Vaughn this morning and uh, he was it was on his most recent podcast. He was talking about how he I think it was his most recent podcast. He was talking about how he went out for dinner and he goes, There was a there was a there was a lady. She was sitting next to me and she had a couple of big uh she had a couple of big old uh yogurt, a couple of big old yogurt tubs with a she had some yogurt. Some some front chowder clams. <laughs> He's just going through all these words, trying to describe what it was. I reckon he gave him eight different descriptions, and uh, it was so funny. Just when you said the Tennessee waterfall, I was like, oh, it reminds me of something. Yeah, hundred percent. Theo Von would would throw stuff like it that out just for uh, just for a little bit of a laugh. But it is weird, man. I remember in two thousand and six, I went to live with my dad in South Australia, and 
zero interest in fashion. I just needed some new clothes. And I went down, I bought some jeans. I thought, oh, these feel quite top at the tight, uh, quite tight at the top and uh, quite <laughs> loose at the bottom. And I got home wearing it. My stepmom goes, uh, I go, hey, uh, Steph, like, do these fit? Do you reckon? She goes, toss their flares, mate. They're... <laughs> I had no idea. So I was rocking around with so much confidence. I was so excited about the fact that I just bought home a new pair of pants. And he's excited to get the approval of my stepmom. She goes, mate, like you look like a member of bloody, like Alton John's original band. It was so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Needed some or yellow Emma. round sunnies. Oh, horrific. But I, I, I committed. I'd spent a hundred bucks on them. So I thought, well, I can't just, I can't take them back. I can't throw them out. So flares it is for 2006. Here we go, baby. And yeah, that was one of the, uh, what was one of the years I was most heavily insulted for any fashion trend. Cause everywhere I went, people like Toss, what are you trying to prove? I was like, trying to prove anything. I'm just on a tight budget. <laughs> <laughs> what about when, yeah, chicks used to wear those really low waisted jeans and it yeah. used to affect their, it was, they were so low, it used to affect their gait. And you're like, your your fashion should never affect your gait. I don't think. That's a very uh, that's a very good call, and it should Especially never reveal. Haircuts. It you, should never you reveal. Need to walk in a certain way to stop your hair getting in your eyes or to maintain your your hair shape. It's not on. It's not on. It should it should never affect your posture. That's a good point, and you should never be. High heels, high heels can go get fucked. Okay, see, that's something where we're going to probably disagree on. Quite heavily. I, I love a good set of calves is the thing. Oh, don't they? They look so uncomfortable. What if someone starts attacking you? Someone runs down the street with a machete. You're wearing high heels. You ain't getting away. I've got runners on. I'm off. Let's say, let's just use stereotypes. For example, I'm going to, I'm going to assume that most people who are going to do the attacking are men. I'm going to assume that most people getting attacked in this situation is a woman. I'm also going to say that most men, regardless of what shoes they're wearing, is going to be able to catch up to a woman without too much difficulty. So I reckon the high heels could be used as an excuse as to how they got caught and abused, but I don't think it's the only reason. I reckon even with, uh, even if they both had a set of Nike trainers on, unless the unless the uh, abuser was way out of shape. Yeah, let's yeah, most abusers out of shape. Might never look healthy. Fair point. It's a fair yeah. point, but you don't have to be healthy. I, I just for think a... you're giving yourself a better chance in a pair of uh, Nike Freeze. You probably are giving yourself a better chance, and at least, at yeah. least as you attempt to escape, you're going to look a little bit more—I don't know—a little bit more graceful. Yeah, you could even sidestep. You can't sidestep in a in a pump. <laughs> not without, not without severe <laughs> risk to your ankle someone, joints. Yeah, who's ever seen someone just sell some candy to the left and run right in a pair of high heels? <laughs> No one. It's never happened. Okay, next time Jesse's wearing high heels, just say, Jess, I just want you to run a straight line, sell some candy to the left, and then take off right. Jesse's not a big high heel wearer, actually. I don't remember the last time I saw her wear it. I'm, exactly. You know one thing I cannot stand? I cannot stand bright red lipstick on, on 90% of girls. I reckon when a, when a woman wears bright red lipstick, it's just whenever Jesse does it, I go, come on. Like, you, you look so nice. Just your normal, natural uh european face looks fantastic why do you have to do that hmm. what do you think a man should never wear i've got one for you i don't like square toed shoes oh okay yep 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 actually this is true 2006 was a bad year for me i had the flares and the square toed shoes maybe it's <laughs> just it's bringing up some uh, some pretty hot memories for me so i think anything that was in my wardrobe back in 2006 was probably Probably questionable. Square toe shoes is is one just off the top of my head. I don't like. What about what do you reckon? 
I don't think a man should ever drape anything over his shoulders. What do you like? What does a man drape over his shoulders? When you drape a cardigan over your shoulders or a a jacket over your shoulders, you're going to put a jacket on. Fucking put a jacket on. Put your arms in the sleeves. Wear it like a gentleman. This is turning out to, this is quite a, this is quite a humbling podcast for me because I can, I can tell you quite openly that that's something I do just for, because I don't like the, I don't like the, the shirt around the waist or the jumper around the waist. So I, I feel like I'm around the shoulders. Yeah. What? Like a small cape. Like a little mini cape, like I'm trying to be Superman, but I'm not quite qualified. <laughs> if it's a pastel, what if it's a, like a pastel colour? Oh, tough. Wait, what's a pastel colour? Well, it's not quite yellow, but it's like lemon or it's not green. It's like aqua. It's pastels. You don't know pastels? Yeah, I know pastels. It's, I blue. Just... it's like light blue. I reckon if I've got a pastel uh, uh, coloured article of clothing around my shoulders you know that i've just picked up someone else's clothes because i don't own any pastel i don't own any pastel colored clothing i think you got a fair point though jesse thinks it looks classy and for me um you know i've it's hard no well yeah it depends what about what about if you're at a if you're at a if you're at a vineyard right if you're at a vineyard what am i doing at a vineyard i don't like wine no no you're there apparently this vineyard's got really good high quality food got great views uh you've just met a beautiful little glamour age 41 but looks 33 and she said hey i'd love to show you my favorite vineyard you said i don't drink wine she goes no no you don't need to out here this vineyard's about the food you go okay i'll come out just for the social there element. golf course in the back there is okay but the dress code yeah. is smart casual and you've gone out there on a relatively cool day mm-hmm. your, your golf bag is full there's no room for for storage yep um as you tee off, you go, oh, gee, the sun's just come out and it's gone from 23 degrees. Now it's 33 and muggy. muggy. You go, I don't need this jacket anymore. What do you do with it in that situation? Well, it's not the heat that gets you. It's the humidity. Mm-hmm. It's a famous Melbourne saying. Well, what was the initial temperature? 23. At 23, it's gone to 33. But essentially what I'm trying to say is you no longer need the, um, the, the smart casual cardigan that was appropriate for both lunch and golf. Who wears a cardigan when it's 23? Yeah, it wasn't a cardigan, but it's just a, it's an item of clothing that you feel comfortable in, which is not a cardigan, but it's something which is, uh, mm, I feel like I'm revealing a lot about my fashion sense. And it's, uh, I feel like you've probably thrown yourself in a difficult situation early in this conversation by saying you and I dress quite similar. Yeah, no, but no, you're happy to drape. I don't drape. I don't think, I don't like an exposed toe either. Javianas? I mean, not Javianas, Birkenstocks are, are, are not a thing for you. Feet are gross. Feet are gross. Feet are disgusting. No matter how much you try and manicure or pedicure or whatever you do to them, um, no, nah, cover that shit up. What is it about feet you don't like? Because there's some boys that we do comedy with that have quite a uh, quite a love for them. I've never really understood that. I don't care how in the zone I am. If you take your feet out in front of me, I'll go, you know what, maybe to chuck a sock on. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> the, the socks. What about socks and sandals? The Demir Dockich look. They're coming back. I've seen a lot of people rocking those. I had a mate, I had a mate, uh, a, a stylish Sri Lankan mate come up to me uh, in Point Lonsdale with his wife a couple of weeks ago. And he was wearing, uh, he was wearing Birkenstocks with, with socks that went up to about his shin. And I say, you can really do that with confidence because that's appalling. And he goes, mate, watch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Be, be better. Be better. Yeah, build back better is what I said. And he goes, don't, don't use that slogan around me. I said, no worries. But you understand what the issue that I have with the, uh, the statement that you're making yeah, well, if we're going to be walking together, 
I need you to either be walking behind me or well ahead because I don't want this. I don't want any connection made between me and Sandal Sock Boy over here. Yeah. Sort yourself out. You know what's making a comeback as well? Those, uh, those so 90s wallets. Remember those Velcro ones? It's like the surf yeah. wallet that you get with Rip Curl. They're back. But uh, accompanying those are the surf, those surf sandals with the straps that just go over the top of you. They're horrific. But one of my good mates up in Sydney's got a pair and he, uh, he wears it with confidence. And he's a, I don't know if you call it stylish, but he's, he's definitely a bloke who takes a couple of fashion trends. This is the weird thing. The people that I know who I would call stylish actually look so stupid in so many of the clothes that they wear. Like, you know, a model, you can say, yeah, I'm a model and, and here's what I'm wearing. And you go, oh, wow, she's so stylish. She wears that with such confidence. Then you look at a photo and like on a practical level, you're like, what are you, you're wearing it, you're wearing Speedos and you're not at the beach. I don't understand what's, <laughs> I don't understand what's happening with this it's decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. What was your first tidbit? Well, I feel well. the The one that I want to talk to you about is is an interesting one. It's almost a confession to me because I I if you had to ask me a confession to me, look at me. You make an early early two thousand reference. (laughs) Um, I'm no fool. Foo Fighters. Yeah, okay. Or Nickelback. I'm not sure. They're both just going the same category for me. I'm not a, I'm not really a Nick. I went through a Nickelback phase, but public, popular opinion sort of it, it changed my tune. I was like, I couldn't admit it in public for so long, but I've convinced myself I'm actually not a fan. It was yeah. weird because Nickelback, I reckon in about 2004, when I was in high school, no one had any shame listening to Nickelback. And then about 2007, I told someone they were my favourite band or up there, and, and you know, a whole group of people pissed themselves and said, oh, Tyson's got the worst music sense. And then since that point, I was so embarrassed and humiliated that I've never been able to admit again how much I like them. Oh, this is how you remind me. <laughs> I want to talk about Mark Zuckerberg because I listened to a podcast interview with him on uh, Lex Friedman. Who, Lex Friedman, have you ever listened to his podcast? He's just, dude, he's come out of the blue. I know he's been on Rogan. I know he's been on a couple yeah, of popular... Yeah, yeah. Sort of thing, but I know nothing about this guy. And I looked at his YouTube channel the other day. He's got 1.6 pe- million people follow his stuff. Wow. Yeah, he got that Rogan bump. He got yeah, he's been on Rogan a few times. And he's got a I, I don't know what it is, but he's one of those people you go to his website and you're like, okay, you've got a shit website design. But this is a I know I've gone off topic, but this is an interesting thing because I reckon 2022, it's so much easier to make everything that you do look as though it's good and the actual content of what you do be rubbish. So as a, like using a comedian example, you could have a sick website, you could have a sick flyer, um, you could be performing at a sick venue. But if you get up and you're bad at comedy, no one cares about all that stuff. They just go, oh, we won't, we won't see that guy again. Whereas Lex mm. seems to have done the reverse of that. He's got a horrible website. He's, his podcast studio is horrific. Um, uh, what else was there? There was another thing. But, but he's, I listened to him and I was like, dude, you're so good. Like you're such a great interviewer. He's... He's so respectful. He's very serious with like mild attempts at comedy. And I go, mate, I, I like what you're doing. Anyway, I listened to him and Mark Zuckerberg the other day. He released it a day, a day late because on the day he was supposed to release it, Donald Trump was talking about him at his CPAC conference. And he was, uh, he's like, we've got to regulate things like Facebook. I tell you, when I was in the White House, we had Mark Zuckerberg asking, oh, oh please, Doc, please, Mr. President, please, can I come and visit? And he came out there to kiss my ass. <laughs> and 
it got so much traction that yeah. I think Lex Friedman goes, all right, we'll release this one tomorrow because I feel as though I'm just delving into an attempt to, you know, get a few more viewers. But, dude, Zuckerberg was the king. I thought he was a lizard man. He was a... I, I just thought he had no social cues. I thought he had no ability. I just thought he was sort of like an... Not that there's any problem with it, but I thought he was autistic. I thought he was sort yeah. of autistic and just couldn't have a conversation. Man, he was funny. He was riffing. He was riffing. super intelligent. I was... Off uh, the cuff? Off the cuff, I think. There was a, there was a few things he said because I... I've been really hard on faith. Now, granted, I understand he's got like a his public reputation since about 2016 has been down the toilet. And he admits that, especially in the US. And he said it's for a variety of reasons. But I, as a bloke, I left that interview going, I would happily go out and grab a drink with that guy because he was he was funny, man. He was good. Oh, okay. But what, what's your thought? This is what I wanted to ask you before I just went on my rant. What, what are your thoughts yeah. on a bloke like Zuckerberg? Because he doesn't have a great reputation, especially in my mind. I've never really liked him. See, I don't have an opinion. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, you've got this great question for you, and I've got—I'm uh, good at not having opinions. I don't know enough about. I'm mm. real good at it. Well, I'd like to retract what I just said because that's all I know about him is the fact that I don't like Facebook, and I heard that they share data, and then I thought, yeah. oh, okay, there you go. I've just—and and that's as much research, just for clarity. That's as much research as I did. Oh, yeah. Facebook shared data, Mark Zuckerberg. He's evil. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't like yeah, it. And then I gave him 10 minutes and I was like, you're a fantastic person. Drinks water funny. Say that again. Drinks water funny. What did, how did he drink water? I haven't seen any footage of that. Oh, you need to check out the footage of that. What does he do? Like, he puts odd. his tongue into the cup. How do you drink water funny? Like, he, doesn't, he puts his tongue into the cup rather than yeah. bringing the cup to his mouth. <laughs> Because he's a lizard person, he just put his tongue in the hole. And yeah, and his tongue's blue. Scooped it out. Yeah, little blue tongue man. Yeah, uh, it's one of those things you you need to see for yourself. It's yeah, it's just odd. Not but, not Trump odd, two handed, like a sippy cup. I'm gonna watch this. Uh, I'm gonna watch this live on the Pop Culture Podcast with you. I'm gonna show it to the camera. I'm gonna watch it through the actual. Um, the actual camera here. So what do I type in? Mark Zuckerberg drinking water. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. I got a confession to me. Drinking water. All right. That's okay. Can drinking water at the Senate hearing. But if it got into more personal thing, communicating with friends, and I want to cut, I love a certain kind of chocolate. Wait, what's just happened? All of a sudden, I start receiving advertisements. <laughs> okay. Well, it's had a couple of sound effects thrown in there as well, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's peculiar. He looks bored is what he looks. He looks as though he's a, he's a man trying to get entertained through the, uh, through the liquid in his cup at a Senate hearing, which has probably gone for five hours. That was funny, those Senate hearings. But, um, and yeah, let's get back to Zuckerberg. Uh, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know enough about him. We probably should have at least clued each other in, so I'd give you some feedback on that. No, you don't need to. No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with your honesty. And actually, you know what? Is it what, worth listening even... to that podcast? Say that again. Is it worth listening to that podcast? I liked it. It's very yeah. – uh, there's a lot of talk about this, this – uh, what do you call it? Is it the meta world? I'm not talking about Facebook, new name. I'm talking about – like virtual yeah, the reality. Metaverse. Yeah, the metaverse. There's a lot of talk about that that I know nothing about. So I was just interested to hear 
Zuckerberg talk about that. I was also interested to hear him justify it. Um, he seemed to take the hate of a lot of people in his stride, which I was impressed with. Because, uh, like, I hear about one you person... you don't need who, to look at price tags, I think it's a little bit easier. Say that again? When you don't need to look at price tags of anything, I think being able to take makes being able to take hate just that little bit easier. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm sure there's an element of that. But for me, I even if I... Say, for example, I didn't have to check price tags and I heard one bloke didn't like me, I would still be on Instagram going, hey, like, if you sure you haven't misunderstood my my person, my personality? Why, why have you unfollowed me? Oh, like, we had a friendship. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. What about, what about one billion reasons why you don't need to worry about that person? <laughs> so true. Or imagine you could just that, say, imagine, yeah. no, you go. Imagine, like, we just were hanging out, right? Mm-hmm. And we were driving down, I don't know, what is it? Is it Victoria Street in the city? And there's that Porsche dealership. I said, come on, Tyson, let's go grab a couple cars. And then we just grabbed a couple cars and then just drove around for the day and then just left them there. And it didn't even make a dent in your bank account. What should we do with them? Oh, no, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, no, just leave the keys in there. Uh, yeah. See, you could do that. Yeah, that's a funny thought. That's a crazy thought. So I could do that as well, but I'd get arrested because the car would be stolen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it's weird to think like that we could just yeah, yeah, yeah whatever get it just leave it there no i don't Sorry. like this one yeah blue's gross yeah um yeah what was your oh, i've got another question for you well i wanted to ask is it about oh, okay, zuckerberg because i was gonna i was yeah. gonna handball one to you because you've said it a couple of times and i want to know your thoughts here you just said you don't have an opinion on him and you wrote to me let's talk about people with their opinions and i thought that sounds like an interesting topic mm. yeah i um because we were i was talking about this with a client the other day and he asked me my opinion on something and i said i i don't have an opinion like i don't know enough and he goes well you must have some opinions so yeah, my opinion is I don't know enough to have an opinion. And he goes, oh, you just sit on the fence often. And I'm like, is that sitting on the fence? Like admitting you don't know enough to make a comment about it? It is a funny thing. I watched a, uh, I can't remember the, the, the name of the guy, but I watched an awesome documentary of, a, it actually wasn't a documentary. It's just film footage from the 60s. So it was a, a bloke going around New York with a big camera <clears throat> just getting footage of, of locals and asking them questions about different things. And it was strange because a lot of the locals were surprised about the fact that there was a big camera in their face. They got a little bit nervous and he was going up to them asking about politics and asking about politicians and asking about just a, a wide range of things. And there were so many people on the street who were like, actually, yeah, you're asking the wrong person. Don't, I'm not sure you're going to have to speak. Yeah, to and I thought, man, I, I don't know if you had a camera in my face and said, Hey, tell me your thoughts on Joe Biden. I would have something to say, even though I could be completely wrong about everything I said, I would still just comfortably go, I got, whereas more people need to have an approach to it. Like what you just said, because it's, it's more genuine, isn't it? Like you don't just fill the air with so much crap, but I wonder what that is. Like, I wonder why it is that now I would say majority of people are like me when it comes to the subject of opinions, people go, Oh, like I've got one. Um, Man, especially the last couple of the a couple of years, like whatever uh, whatever's hot topic, everyone's got an opinion about, including myself. I'm not excluding myself from that. But do you notice that? Like, do you reckon it's gotten worse over oh, the last yeah, few years? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We'll just gob off so quickly because we have so much access to to information, don't we? Oh, everything, basically everything's right in here. 
Mm. And we're on it constantly. Um, yes. And, and then our, our marriage to our opinions too. Well, like you'll say something and then you go, oh, what about this? Nah. I'm like, oh, just like that. Mm. Like, well, why are you so connected to this opinion that you have? Very interesting. Did you see Pfizer released their document yesterday um, explaining a little bit about some of the possible side effects of, uh, of the vaccine? No. Oh, it was so funny, but it just made me laugh because as a result, so people, it blew my mind. I wrote a message to the, um, the Labor government yesterday just playing dumb. I was like, wait, you told me this was safe and Pfizer just released all these pages telling me that it's not. And um, what it, what, yeah. uh, I'll try and show you the, um, I, I actually, bro, I haven't read it. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just one of those blokes right now who's just, uh, I'm, I'm actually doing exactly what we're talking about other people doing, which is just using anything as an excuse mm. to support my own view. But they released this. Um, it did look quite, uh, I don't know. It was, put it this way, put it this way. Like if I had have been a, a, a big ambassador for Pfizer the last couple of years, I would have been a little bit embarrassed when that document came out yesterday because they tried to, apparently they they tried to suppress it and they, they'd uh, been given the right originally to suppress it until 2085. We don't want to tell you about the side yes. effects. And then that got overruled. And then yep. anyway, I was uh, the reason this came to mind is because like COVID's obviously been a really highly opinionated topic. And mm. just regardless of whether something like that comes out, I, I am yet to have heard anyone either on the, we don't want to get the vaccine or we do want to get the vaccine front, change their, change their stance on it. It's just, everyone just seems to be more and more confident in whatever they already believe. I know I definitely fit into that category, but um, yeah. So does so does my mum. She's like, yeah, well, you know, I'm just doing doing what I'm told. Yeah, yeah. The um, yeah, our, our marriage to our opinions and stuff, and our reluctance to to want to change it. It's like, hmm. Um, yeah, I, I did say uh, one of Russell Brands. Is it Brand or Brand? Brand with a D. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of his videos, and he was talking about how um. Uh, the CDC were, didn't want to release all the information about adverse effects because it cause vaccine hesitancy. And I'm like, well, surely you can give us that. That should be our option, isn't it? I would it's, have a, thought. it's a good point. One thing that yeah, I thought was interesting. I, oh, no, yeah. no, sorry, go on, go on. No, like if I've got a client and I'm going to say, all right, we're going to do some deadlifts and the client wants to know possible risks and stuff. I can't just say none, perfectly safe. It's yeah. like, well, is it though? Yeah. My auntie messaged me the other day. Here's one for you. So, how much does she uh, deadlift? Yeah, no, she wouldn't deadlift a lot, but I think she shoots yeah. pretty well at golf. She does quite well at golf, but she's quite she's quite thin. But I I put up a message the other day because here's a little predicament we're in in Victoria at the moment. So obviously, if you're unvaccinated, you can't participate. You can't go to cafes, can't go to restaurants. You're not allowed to go to work. Blah blah blah. Insert whatever else. You know what I mean? Okay, so no worries. Uh, continued. The war breaks out in, in Ukraine. These Russian troops take over and, and our premier starts going, all right, we're going to put together a plan to welcome, you know, any Ukrainians into Victoria, um, you know, as a potential safety net for these guys, just as whatever happens in Ukraine plays out. I go, beautiful. Of course we should do that. Problem is 70% of Ukrainians are not vaccinated at all. Mm. Yep. So are you saying, uh, so I put out a question on Instagram and I said, would you be happy? Because the state government at the moment here in Victoria have said, well, you can't come in. You can't come into Australia unless you're double vaccinated, unless you've got an exemption of some sort. 
and I assume they would fit into that category. But here's the thing. Uh, so, <laughs> so like Novak couldn't come in because he obviously wasn't fleeing war. He was here for tennis. But still, if the problem is that you're not double vaccinated and that's a blanket rule, then are we accepting people fleeing war who are not double vaccinated into the country? And I wanted to know because I know plenty of people who have said, no, no, um, look, you've had the choice. You've been given the option. Uh, the, the jab has been mandated, but it's for your health and it's for everyone else's health. So if we start letting Ukrainians in, obviously we're protecting them from war, but does that mean, are they posing massive danger to the rest of, this is just a question, I don't know the answer. Are they posing a massive risk to the rest of us? Because here's my thing, I say, let anyone who's in danger and would like to escape for a little while, come on, come on over. Like, I'm not worried about your vaccination status before. Or do we just let vaccinated people fleeing war come into the state? That's the, because that's the sort of the line in the sand that the government's drawn. So I put the question up saying, would you be happy for an unvaccinated Ukrainian fleeing violence to come into Victoria? And uh, it was interesting. 92% of the voters voted yes. 8% said, nah, they can, they can sort out whatever they need to sort out by themselves. And then my auntie messaged me, or, or my uncle's new wife or whatever, relatively new wife, getting into details, we don't need to, messaged me and said, um, inappropriate toss. I said, what's to ask questions? Task question. You're not allowed to ask that question. And the thing, oh, I don't, yeah, I don't understand. What's in? How is that? In, is that inappropriate? Like, I don't. For me, it wasn't. I said, hey, this yeah. is a conversation that's been taken place down here in Victoria. Um, I thought it was inappropriate that I was, I was told I can't go to work with the, uh, with my vaccination status. But, but you're pretty happy with that. But it, it is. It really blows my mind that uh, a question can be just classed as inappropriate. And yeah. I, I think it's because. Well, for the last 18 months, she's been pretty happy with the vaccine mandates on anyone. And then all of a sudden, because she's a lovely person, she goes, oh, but I also want to help the Ukrainians. But we can't. But yeah, you can't. The rules are rules. It's not safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, it was, I saw one about um, in New South Wales and that needed people to help with uh, sandbagging because of the floods. Mm-hmm. But you could only help sa- uh, fill sandbags if you're double vaccinated. Yeah, but that one makes sense. Uh, um, does it? <laughs> yeah, because but we all know it, uh, COVID spreads through droplets and sand grains. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, really? We're still here doing this? But Just... the good, yeah. The, the, the good thing is, like, the health experts have, have started, like, I like that in the health ex- experts in Australia have said, no, no, in Tasmania, you, mm. you have to wear a mask, but you don't need a vaccine passport to go anywhere. But in Victoria, said, no, no, you don't need a mask, but you need a vaccine passport to go everywhere. And then Novak yeah. wasn't allowed to play at the Australian Open because he was unvaxxed. And then the French Open said, you can't play here either because we're health experts and the science says that that's the best thing to do. And then they just said, actually, no, you can play here because health experts, like the science has changed. And now it's actually very safe for you to play. It's very good. <laughs> I just get so confused. Yeah. Oh, well, we've got different bloody you know, health experts all over the country. Come on now. Come on. What are we doing? What are we doing? How are we still here? How are we still here? Anyway, it's been a fun thing to talk about the last couple of years. Well, I don't know if it's been. Fun's probably the wrong word. It's been fun. It's been entertaining, to say the very least. I just feel like we're watching a very strange movie. Joe Rogan had a great yeah. post the other day of, um, of, it was actually really, really not great at all, but it was just great in terms of entertainment, of live coverage from Ukraine. Did you see that? On CNN, discovering this live Ukrainian war footage. Oh. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it goes to a break and there's a bloke dancing in chaps advertising Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have those ads. That pays the bills. 
Oh man, so true. Very funny. But um, anyway, yeah. So I don't know. How, have you, what? How many of your friends still smoke? Oh, that's a good question. How many? I don't know if any of my friends still smoke. There's a few. Actually, there's a few social smokers in the comedy scene. Mm-hmm. There's not many. At the at our cricket club, we only have two blokes that smoke and one guy that vapes. <laughs> so <laughs> you've got two blokes who smoke in a gay man. <laughs> <laughs> the vaping one's so interesting. And I'm like, I think people that vape just like the big plume of smoke because it produces a fucking shitload of it. And we're out. We're watching the UFC the other day. There's a massive limo going down my street. It's so big. Anyway, um, and so he was vaping right outside the door, mm-hmm. and he'd have his little suckle, whatever you call it. <laughs> but he wouldn't let the smoke. He'd let the smoke out as he came in. So he would make this grand entrance with coming through this plume of smoke. I'm like. You just like the smoke. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Why are you fucking puff the magic dragon? <laughs> Here's the thing. I reckon smokers in high school are the ones who are just trying to break the rules and vapors after high school were just your drama students in high school. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the same, same, but hey, let me just do it with a little bit more attention drawn to me. It's It produced so much. You see blokes doing it in their cars and they blow it out the window and you think, fuck, this car's going to explode here. Oh, no, vaping. Um <laughs> It's, it's very true. Oh, shit, it's a fire. Oh, oh no, this guy's radiator's broken. <laughs> yeah. Just carry a little fire extinguisher next year. Next time, some plan that next year starts. When, I lived, when, I, lived in, <laughs> when I lived in London, there was heaps of teenagers who started vaping. And there were so many vape shops as well. Because I think, uh, like, weren't we under the illusion or weren't we under the idea that uh, vaping was actually more healthy than than cigarette smoking. I'm not sure. I don't know what the science is on that. And not that it, like, it could change daily because that's what science does. But um, I, I like the, uh, like there's so many of these places and you'd go, okay, it's a good alternative to smoking. But apparently like you're still, you're still copping a fair bit of nicotine through the vape. So I think that's what's, what's addictive about it, isn't it? Like the idea of a, mm. I, I could just be making stuff up. I'm not, this is bro science, but I'm just curious. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, I'm not sure. I like it how, um, Smoking and cigarettes weren't banned at all during a, uh, a pandemic, which is causes respiratory issues. Very good question, but but we do know by now, like uh, what is it, March twenty twenty two? We don't we know that. Um, follow the money. I think that's what they say. That's what they say. If you're ever you, in doubt, just follow the money. Yeah, and it always leads you. It always leads you to places that you um that your conscience would take you to anyway. I think, which is good. Yeah, that, that's an interesting one. I also thought it was interesting that bottle shops and McDonald's weren't closed down. Um, you couldn't go to a gym. Makes sense. Mm. You could go to Macca's. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't do exercise more than two hours. But, yeah, you can um, You can buy a fucking a deck of Winnie Reds. <laughs> I, got, I got so triggered yesterday because Dan Andrews posted a photo of him at some canteen at a school saying, just bought myself some hot chips with salt. I was like, bro. Look, I know we've had this conversation about flexibility around food before, but but yeah. hot chips is is a, a weakness of mine, but also something I really limit myself to. So if we're talking about health, 
Mm. Gotta, can we can we talk openly and honestly about hot chips as well? Because that like you've been obsessed with health the last couple of years now, and and now you're eating hot chips. It's making me question, and your posture is not great, and you look like you're out of shape. So I'm just questioning how much you really know. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, oh, oh hey, is he following the health experts? Mm. Oh yeah. When it comes yeah. To, yeah. Uh, what do we do? You had another one for me. Well, hey, that was a perfect lead-in accidentally because uh, um. I just mentioned like social media is an interesting one. Social media is, is a place where I got to, I need to put limitations on myself because Facebook I'm fine with. I don't really use Facebook anymore. I, I don't like I'll use messenger just to communicate with mates and comedians and comedy rooms and stuff like that. Cause that's where a lot of them do it. But in terms of actually going on Facebook, I've got such little interest now because it's just a, I'm not sure it's turned into a lot of, all right, here's my auntie. Here's my uncle. Here's my dad. And also, uh, here's an advertisement. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm not that interested. Instagram, on the other hand, I feel like is a more positive place to hang out. If you're going to choose social media, at least my Instagram seems very up and about. Like mm. from comments, to, it doesn't matter what I post. Uh, I've lost a lot of Instagram followers lately, which I find hilarious because uh, I've just I've posted I've posted things that I just find entertaining that you and I yeah. find entertaining that people are highly offended by, which is fine. Like you don't have to follow. Yeah. But yeah, there's I'm not a lot of confrontation. I don't get much criticism for anything that I post. It's more. Have you, I've had, the, I've have you odd... had anyone tell you that they're unfollowing you? No. I, the most mm. interesting one that I had with a bloke that I like was the other day I posted a photo on my story of Dan Andrews at the Gay Pride March here in Melbourne, and he said, um, uh, "Here I am with my wife at the Gay Pride March because in Victoria, uh, uh, equality is uh, what is it? Yeah, equality is non-negotiable." And then I wrote, I posted that photo and I thought, okay, well, hang on a second. I feel like my logic's already spotted a couple of issues with this point. Um, I said up the top, I said, unless you're unvaccinated, then you can get fucked. <laughs> and I had a mate of mine message me. I had a mate of yeah. mine message me and he goes, dude, I'm with Dan on that one. And I go, wait, what? Like, I, I genuinely didn't understand the point he was trying to make. Like, are you trying to say that? You can get get effed if you're not vaccinated. So I, was, I just messaged him back. I was like, "Dude, what do you mean?" And it was pretty clear what he meant. I thought, "Yeah, yeah. I never, heard, I never heard back. I just never. Nah. It's been seen because it's harder to say. Yeah, I agree that unvaccinated people can get fucked, which is what he would have had to clarify if he answered that question. Yeah, yeah. It's um, and didn't the small business minister because she wrote something about. I don't know. And someone just made some comment about, oh, you, but you have to show your papers. And she said that it was never show your, uh, it was never papers, please, or show your papers. And it's offensive to say so. No, we 100% had to carry papers around. Mm -hmm. I used to carry this little handwritten work permit, permit mm -hmm. that wrote down, I had to write down where I'm going, what hours I'm working, yep. and carry that with me. Those are papers. Mm -hmm. Now, it might not be the classical where are your papers as in what used to happen, but we still, papers please. But no, short memory. Some governments. It's, it's not even lie. short memory. It's, it's not even short memory. Stop lying to us. Yeah, like, that's the thing. It's not short memory. It's just blatant lies. Yeah, when someone, when someone lies to you blatantly like that, they're almost just saying you're dumb. Hmm. That, that's how I feel when someone lies to me, where it's so blatant. It's like, you're dumb. You'll believe this. Yeah. That's what pisses me off. Yeah. Well, my favourite one was uh, just, like, I spoke to you about this the other day, but uh, 
you know, six months ago, they were saying, get the jab so you can protect yourself and protect those around you. And then, so you got the, yeah. And then, but the thing is, you know, I, I just don't, I'm so confused with this because the only thing I can understand, this is the only thing I can understand because that everyone got the jab or 90% of yeah. 95% of Victorians got it. And then COVID went bunta. So everyone got the jab, but then COVID went nuts. And then, <laughs> good use of the word bunta. COVID went yeah. bunta. And then mm-hmm. it was like, no, no, but. German, yeah? It was, that's yeah, the that's German right. Strain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Coming in 2024 to, to a state yeah. uh, So we just had to look at numbers, which they were reporting openly. Like, okay, yesterday there was 3,000 cases. Now everyone's vaccinated. Today there's 31,000. <laughs> you go wait it didn't stop the spread i'm so confused i'm I like it that's what you were saying it would do so okay it didn't stop the spread but then they say no no it's about hospitalizations and i was like no it, but originally you didn't say that originally said it was about stop the spread they go no we didn't and i was like I, i've got this video and then i went to try and find the video and you just can't find it and then people were still going to hospitals like no no it's about deaths and then the australian bureau of statistics come out and go no one died they're like <laughs> just, just keep getting those goalposts and just shifting them. Oh, yeah. bro. Anyway, I'm so sick of COVID talk. Let's talk about something else because so just does my head in. You got any new bits you're writing? Uh, yes, actually. I wrote down a couple of premises. I, I told Ooh. you that joke. Um, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah. I told you the one the other day, but I wasn't happy with my delivery or your response about that place in Mexico where people go to watch uh, a pony have sex with a lady. Oh yeah. I don't want to talk about. I don't want to tell people what to watch in their porn, but I think we should agree that it has to be between two people or two animals. We can't start mixing them. Yeah, that was funny. And I told Jesse, and she's like, "Yeah, but you just got to be careful about something you joke about because you don't want to, you know, just destroy your reputation." I was like, "I could have already done it, but I also agree." Um, What else have I got here? Are you going to close that out? I don't know. I've literally just got the idea there, and I was like, "All right, well, there." That's just the premise. I, I haven't really thought too much mm. about what else goes next mm. or if I'm even going to do it on stage because it's quite a gross image to have in your head. Yeah, dear. So, but if you're looking for good pony sex, I can send you some links. <laughs> so gross. It's a, do you know what I hate? I'm actually, I'm going to ask you about your bitch in a minute. I've realised yeah. I really don't like talking about joke premises unless I'm on stage a lot of the time because I can't. I feel like a lot of the time I can't actually commit to the story like I would when I'm on stage. I okay, I, yeah. I get lazy with providing context and, and overview and I'll get, and I'll just say it. And a lot of the time this happens so often I'll say it in a context like this and it's like, Oh, okay. And then I'll say it on stage and not all the time, but quite often I'll notice the response is a lot better when I'm on stage than just in conversation. Like the other day at Sloth, mm-hmm. before we started, we were talking about, um, Oh, this is, this is one that I was happy with, but it's also just a premise um, we we're talking about jokes. I'll finish my story first. Talking about jokes, and then I was like, I just feel so uncomfortable talking about premises because I'm like, I just can't commit to this. Like I, anyway, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just waffling. But here's another one for you. I want to talk about how you know how everyone has those indoor plants. Mm-hmm. So real I, ones uh, I think they're real. I don't know actually. I guess maybe there's a mixture. I know Kmart sells plenty of fake ones that look real. That's true. But I had, a, I had a mate a while ago and I was talking to him because he had he literally had his whole lounge room just decked out with these these outdoor, like with these plants. Ooh. And I asked him, I was like, dude, what is it that you're like, why have you got your, your lounge room so stacked with these plants? He's like, oh, because I want to bring the outdoors in. 
Anyway, so I thought that's like a funny premise to have a conversation. So I was thinking maybe talking about being at a house party, getting in a heated conversation with someone in one of those rooms. Mm-hmm. And then halfway through us getting heated, he goes, bro, do you want to take this outside? And I was like, well, man, technically we're already there. <laughs> like just as a, so I don't know where it's going, that's but I like good. the idea. And I was thinking maybe the angle that we take with that is um, all that it did was save me 25 so it just saved the 25 second walk outside that would have allowed me to think of a reason not to fight. So I just got bashed 25 seconds quicker than what I would have anyway. <laughs> so I'm not I sure, like but I, I thought that was funny. That is good. Well done. What about you? What do you got in, uh, in the pipeline? Uh, I've got one about uh, Uber, people getting Uber Eats. Like I can't get Uber Eats. I just like... I don't mind getting takeaway food, but I can't get it delivered. I just, but with Uber Eats, you literally can get anything you want delivered to your house. You can get bloody a steak, you can get a palmer, you can get a dozen freshly shucked oysters, but people choose to get McDonald's delivered. I'm like, out of all those options, you choose McDonald's. And I'm like, there's got to be something in that. It's almost like, being like, yeah, being someone beautiful, you're hot, you're gorgeous, you're tall, you're dark hair, and you choose to marry Donald Trump. (laughs) And then why Donald Trump's a lot like Macca's. It's like he's kind of the same colour as the buns. Um, He's high in calories, and no one's willing to admit that they like him. (laughs) And and too much of him can't be that good for you. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm not sure if that's true in my household. I get a, I get a lot of joy out of watching his highlights. I remember I went for a run with a bloke a few years ago. He's like, what did you get up to last night? I was like, oh, dude, I was just watching Donald Trump highlights. And he's like, huh, more like lowlights. I was like, nope. Oh, funny. <laughs> yeah, so uh, funny. He was funny at the uh, um, but He's just so good at riffing. That's one thing. Like, love you. Whether you like him as a bloke or hate him as a bloke, you've got to acknowledge from a. I've heard Joe Rogan talk about this. You've just got to acknowledge that he's so quick on his feet. Yeah. And old. Old AF. Old and can still riff like that. You're like, how? How old is he? 78? Yeah. How old is Donald Trump? Is she ignoring you? No, she's. Oh, she just said she's seventy. He's seventy-five years old. Okay, I'm surprised. Yeah. I, I thought she would. Well, I don't talk about that man. Yeah, Siri <laughs> doesn't like um, to talk about him. And then the other one was a, uh, um, uh, an app where you can get a stripper delivered. It's called Booba. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah, so I like like a, yeah, round it all out like that. Booba. That's, yeah, that's good, bro. That's funny, that one. Yeah, yeah we had a whole bunch of different uh, ones of getting things delivered that sort of play on Uber. <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. Buying water supplies, scuba. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, when you need motor oil delivered, Luba. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what else is there? 
think we're out. Yeah, no, we're done. I wish I, I wish I had something else. That's good. Yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to have one more at least. Oh, um, scuba, scuba. Anyway, I'm not sure. Bro, I'm going to love you and leave you because little mate's just woken up upstairs and things are about to get hectic here. So I've had an hour and a half of peace and quiet. But, um, oi, that was fun. That was so good to catch up again and, and see a good looking face. Are you are you performing tonight, Speakeasy? I'm doing two spots tonight at Speakeasy. Oh, I'm so jealous. Oh, I'm just hoping... Um... I'm just hoping that's a different crowd for uh, each set. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Because if it's the same crowd, they're going to hear the same shit twice. <laughs> just trying to get up and improve on the first one. Yeah. Anyway, bro, uh, oi, I love you and leave you because uh, dad duty's calling. But oi, have a good night. Tonight. We'll catch up um, We'll catch up next week. Thanks, Friday. All right, brother. Catch you later. See you, buddy. <laughs>